Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So maybe use headphones if you're listening at work or around small children. Now here's the show. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jolenta. We already know that you hate waking up early. Uh, yes, that's true. Neither of us like waking up early. We learned that the hard way when we were living by Miracle Morning. True. But how do you feel about sleep in general? Oh, you know how I feel about sleep. I freaking love to sleep. I, in my dream world, would sleep at least nine hours a night. But unfortunately, that's not really the way things usually go. That's yeah, just a dream. That's true. But what if I told you there's a book that can help make your dream about dreaming for nine hours a night a reality. Oh, God. Are we going to have to journal about our dreams? We might, because I'm Jolenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is By the Book. In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by. We follow it to the letter, and we weigh in on whether or not that book actually changed our lives. Today, our book is The Sleep Revolution, Transforming Your Life One Night at a Time by Ariana Huffington. Ariana Huffington is the wildly successful columnist and business mogul who founded The Huffington Post and Thrive Global. She's also the author of 15 books, including The Sleep Revolution. Growing up, Huffington was taught by her mother to treat sleep as sacred. Each night in their tiny one-bedroom apartment in Greece, she, her mother, and her sister slept together, and when they had work to do, they quietly did it in the main room so as not to wake up the other two. But 
As Huffington and her career grew, sleep became less sacred. She began putting in longer and longer hours, eventually letting her work bleed into her family time and into her bedroom. Every day, she told herself that she could put off sleep for another time. Her literal wake-up call came after she collapsed in her office from sleep deprivation and woke up in a pool of her own blood. Not long after, she began researching sleep, and the sleep revolution was born. In The Sleep Revolution, Ariana Huffington asserts that we are in the midst of a sleep deprivation crisis. This crisis is fed by technology addiction, the sleeping pill industry, and societal expectations that work and family obligations should always come ahead of sleep. To illustrate the severity of the crisis, she explains how lack of sleep is linked to a wide range of dangerous outcomes, some of which include workplace accidents, car accidents, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, Alzheimer's, erratic decision-making, fatal mistakes, not to mention billions of dollars in lost productivity per year. But on the flip side, she shares studies on how seven to nine hours of sleep for adults can improve everything from our cognitive abilities to our physical performance, our personal relationships to our happiness, and she offers a range of recommendations for making better sleep a reality for all of us. Here's how you do it. Step one, decide where to sleep and with whom. Men tend to report sleeping well with a partner sharing the bed. Women report sleeping worse, but both tend to continue sleeping in the same bed, believing it will lead to more sex, which is incorrect. Sex is more plentiful when people sleep well, free of disruptions like snoring and blanket stealing. So consider sleeping in separate beds. Likewise, if co-sleeping with your kids is doing more to hurt than to help your sleep, be willing to try a different sleeping arrangement. Step two, prepare your home for sleep. Light suppresses our melatonin, and that's bad for sleep. So, have low-watt incandescent bulbs in your bedroom, turn off most of the lights in your home in the late evening, and keep your electronic devices shut off and out of sight well before bedtime. Make sure your bedroom is between 60 and 74 degrees Fahrenheit, as that's most conducive to sleep. Step three, prepare your body for sleep. Be sure to exercise for 20 to 30 minutes each day. Avoid caffeine late in the day. Finish your last meal two to three hours before bed, avoiding spicy and fatty foods to make digestion easier. If you consume alcohol, be mindful that while it may help you to fall asleep sooner, it may also cause your sleep to be less restful during the second half of the night. Finally, put on your bedtime uniform, which can either be pajamas or your birthday suit. Step four. If you're having trouble falling asleep, try some hacks. Disengage your mind from daily stresses by meditating. Write down what you need to do tomorrow so it's out of your head and down on paper. Close your eyes and imagine yourself drifting on a raft down the Mississippi. Have an orgasm. It's the best cure for insomnia, according to at least one of Huffington's sources. Or seek out acupuncture if insomnia is an ongoing issue. Step five. If you wake up in the middle of the night, do not try to force yourself back to sleep. For much of human history, people had two separate sleeps, one sleep for a few hours, then a bit of a wake time, followed by the second sleep. If you find yourself falling into this same cycle, use the time to count your blessings. Think about everything that fills your heart with love or breathe deeply. If the spell of wakefulness goes on longer than you'd like, tell yourself you must stay awake without the aid of a device or TV, as doing so is more likely to lead to sleep than trying to go back to sleep. Step six, try a cat nap. According to studies, Huffington cites, naps boost our immune system, lower our blood pressure, increase our ability to learn, and improve our memory and performance of complex tasks. 
If your workplace has nap rooms, use them. Or if you freelance or have the ability to work from home occasionally, set aside 30 to 60 minutes per day between lunch and dinner to close your eyes and catch a nap. Step seven, focus on your dreams. Dreams can help you to process your stresses, generate ideas, and help you know yourself better. According to Huffington, they can even tell you something you subconsciously know. In her case, dreaming that her fetus would not open his eyes was her subconscious telling her that her pregnancy would not go to term. So keep a journal by your bed and write your dreams down. And if you suffer from night terrors, try lucid dreaming, where you teach yourself to realize during your dreams that they are not real. That's what the book says, and so that's what we did for two weeks straight. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. So, Jolenta, let's talk about your first week of living by the sleep revolution. Was it revolutionary? Not quite. At least the first week wasn't. Uh, It started rough. So week one, finished reading the book, get a call from my mom informing me that my dad uh, has been up to his old shenanigans again. And and explain to our listeners what we mean by old shenanigans So by old shenanigans, I mean just lying about something like rather large for a long period of time. Uh, Back in season three... My parents' marriage fell apart because my dad essentially stole half of the savings he shared with my mother, lost it in a bad investment behind her back, and lied about it for over a year. So after they separated, my dad basically stopped talking to me, and I suspected it was because he was dating someone he didn't want to tell me about. (sighs) The thing is, I know adults date. I think it's fine for him or my mom to dip their toes back in the dating pool And I told him that he should do what he wants, but he needs to be transparent with me. And clearly he hasn't been because he's just been ignoring you for months. Right. Yeah. So instead, he just locked me out and kept more secrets. And what do you mean by more secrets? I mean, he's been secretly dating a woman with a teenage daughter for half a year. Um, why is the teenage daughter relevant in this? Uh, because he, like, spent the holidays with this woman and her kid. You know, he's been cooking dinners for this woman and her kid. 
all the while keeping me in the dark, but like sending me pictures of like the soup recipe he's prepping. Little do I know it's for someone else's daughter. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Oh. So this is heartbreaking. It was a really shitty week. And uh, I started the week with a lot of sleepless nights that sounded like this. It's 3.15 in the morning. I feel like my brain is eating me alive. I'm so tired. And I am so sad. All I can think about is I have a narcissistic dad who always put himself first and invalidated the shit out of me and made me feel insane my whole life. And now he's around some unsuspecting middle-aged divorcee and her teenage fucking daughter. He's a piece of shit. He's a lying, deceptive, manipulative, narcissistic piece of shit. He shouldn't be around anyone. And now I have the burden of worrying about them because of his selfish, stupid ass. Ugh, Joanta. I am so sorry. Oh, God. That, yep. That just sucks so much. Yeah. I uh, I needed some sleep, though. That was a fact. So <laughs> that book is good timing, I guess. If, yeah. If nothing else. Yeah, right? So I was like, I'm going to take a look at steps two and three to make sure I'm setting myself up for success. So that's preparing your home for sleep and preparing your body for sleep. Right. Because even though my life is nuts and my dad's bullshit is distracting me, I was sure I was probably adding to my no sleep drama by like not having good habits around the house and such. So I look over the steps to get a game plan together and I made a surprising discovery. Listen. What the fuck? I already do all this and I still never get to sleep. This is so dumb. I don't do my screens. We have low light in the house. We use fucking candles at night to like make a sleepy mood. We turn off electronics. We like read and crochet. And our bedroom matches the temperatures. And I am not eating too late. And I'm trying to not eat things that give me acid reflux. And I put my jam jams on. Like, I exercise daily. This is so fucking disappointing. Sounds like you already got the sleep thing mastered. I I mean, mean, except for the not sleeping part. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was sort of hoping I was missing some huge component. Like, oh, my house has been way too cold. Or like, gotta stop eating cheese. But no. So did you ever end up getting any rest during week one? I did. When I tried step six, taking a cat nap. Oh, yes, those cat naps. Yes, mm. between lunch and dinner. Yes, but no, Kristen. What? Here's the thing. I am generally not a fan of naps. I know you're not. Yeah, whenever I nap, no matter how long or how short, I wake up like a cranky, depleted monster. <laughs> but the book says it's a good thing to do, and I am clearly sleep-deprived, so... On an extra busy day in between work and a friend's birthday dinner, I set a timer for 35 minutes and I settled down on my couch and took a nap. And how did that go? Well, why don't we listen to what happens when I wake up? I have five minutes to walk, a 20-minute walk, and I totally overslept on my nap. I look like shit. I can't be late. This is a four-person birthday dinner, and I'm cranky 
fuck. I feel like I got hit by a truck. And naps kill me. So naps still aren't really your thing, Jolenta. No, very much failed at naps. So, yeah, I ended my shitty week showing up late to my friend's birthday because of my shitty nap. And on top of it, I just looked like a flake at the end of week one, which wasn't fun. Mm. How was your first week living by the sleep revolution? Oh, well, on that happy note. Yeah, were you revolutionized? (laughs) Ready to change the tone of this whole podcast now? (laughs) Well... First and foremost, I think it's important that I talk about my own relationship with sleep. Yes, yes. So as I was saying at the top of the show, in my ideal world, I'd always get nine hours of sleep. But that has always been very hard for me to do. Mm-hmm. And it's become even harder for me since I'd become a freelancer, honestly. Yes. My schedule's so sporadic now. And lately, on top of everything with my book coming out. Uh, so you want to start a podcast by one Miss Kristen Meinzer and get that plug in <laughs> available for pre-order on Amazon. Thank you, Jolenta. Thank you. Yes, I need to be as good at plugging as you are. So yes, so you want to start a podcast is coming out on August 6th. And I've actually just been keeping myself up night after night thinking about this book and thinking about publicizing Uh. it and thinking about everything that goes into this. And it's been driving myself nuts. It's been driving Dean nuts. Just I stay awake at night worrying about this book. Yeah. That's one of the hard things about being a freelancer is like there's no sort of designated time to like put the things you worry about to bed or, you know. Yeah. So anywho, I needed sleep and this book seemed to be coming at the right time for me. Little did I realize that the book itself would get to work before I even finished reading it. Oh. Every time I try to read this book, I fall asleep. So now I'm trying to read this book in a public place. I'm at a rooftop cafe, and it's sunny, and it's loud, and there are people around me laughing. And I'm still this close to falling asleep reading this book. Maybe I should always read this book when I'm tired. I mean, I think you revolutionized sleep right there. (laughs) Right? Like, that's what I should have done to get back to sleep, just reread the book. Well, as you know, Jolenta, the book is just really, really, really research-heavy, especially for the first two-thirds of the book. Really dense. It's really just hundreds of studies that are being cited. And Ariana Huffington doesn't really seem to be especially discriminating about which studies to include. Mm-mm. It's just like study after study after study. My own experience, which reaffirms the study, this yeah. kind of correlative study, which doesn't even show causality, there's just a lot of stuff like that. And so, yeah, you know, it's it's a tough book to get through, at least the top. It is. Anywho, I did get through it, and then I moved on to step one. And that's deciding where to sleep. That is right. Now, in my husband Dean's dream world, he and I would always sleep in the same bed. But sometimes he snores or he comes home a little late, a little tipsy, or (laughs) sometimes I just can't sleep. And in those cases, I always go and sleep on the sofa. Even if Dean volunteers to take the sofa, I actually take it instead because Mm. he has a traditional work schedule. And I just feel like because of his schedule, I don't want to disrupt it and I have more flexibility in my schedule. So I always volunteer for the sofa. But while living by this book, I vowed to stop volunteering myself for the couch, and I had a chance to put that vow to the test when Dean came home loopy from a friend's going away party. Listen. I should probably sleep on the sofa so that my snoring doesn't wake you up. (laughs) Yeah. Or I could sleep somewhere else. No, you know what, honey? I'm going to let you sleep on the sofa, and I love you. You can sleep on the sofa. Okay. Mwah. Dean. Oh, Dean. 
He was at a going away party right. for a friend. Oh, and- no. He was the life of the party. <laughs> uh, way to stake your claim on the bed, lady. Thank How you. was it? Oh, the bed was great. I slept through the night. Dean slept okay, he said. I mean, sofa. well, as we learned from Ariana, when you drink, it may help you get to sleep, but it may hinder it later on. Yes, yes. But this isn't about him. No. Nope. It's about me. We don't care about his sleep revolution. No. So after that, I moved on to step two, preparing our home for sleep. I made a conscious effort not to look at my phone at night in the bedroom, which is something that I frequently end up doing, actually. Yeah. You like to do your online shopping. Sometimes I just want to, you know, check the social media, check the eBay, Oof. check the news, yeah. read the New York Times, you know, do all those things. Of course. But since we were living by this book, I did a lot less of that. And on top of that, I paid special attention to the temperature in our room. And for the most part, we were very lucky because this is like springtime when we were living by the book. So the temperature was mostly right. But you may recall during week one, there was that one cold snap that happened. Mm -hmm. Listen. Right. So the outside temperature just dropped into the low 40s. And inside our apartment, it's just shy of 60 degrees. But according to the book, we have to have the temperature between 60 and 74. But I feel ridiculous turning the heat on, honey. Uh, Then let's not turn the heat on. Also, That's ridiculous. Also, doesn't this seem super environmentally unfriendly to always keep the temperature between 60 and 74 degrees at bedtime? I mean, unless we live in the Pacific Northwest all the time. Do we? <laughs> Should we move now? No. The book says move to the Northwest. <laughs> no, the book just says deplete all the world's natural resources by only having your house between 60 and 74 degrees all the time and thus always have either the heat or the AC on unless you're in that window. Yeah, and then there's those incandescent light bulbs right. rather than the yeah. environmentally friendly ones. I mean, no, some of I this stuff just I'm not going to buy ridiculous. those. No, I'm not going to do environmentally hostile things because the temperature can only be in a 14-degree window and the lights have to be made out of certain materials. Well, you know what, Kristen? This book isn't about the environment, okay? <laughs> this one's only about sleep and Ariana doesn't care about the planet when she's talking about sleep, apparently. No, I guess she doesn't. I guess it's totally fine. You can sleep your way through global warming with an AC. It's true. Uh, (laughs) What next? Did you do step three? You going in order this time? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did step three. I prepared my body for sleep. Now, full disclosure, one thing that's been messing with my sleep is how inconsistent my exercise has been since I started to work for myself. And I mentioned this in prior episodes of the show. I used to walk two miles to work each day, two miles home, Mm. and consistently on the weekends. Nowadays, I sometimes only walk outside sporadically for a half mile here, a mile there. And so I made more of an effort to consistently get in minimum four miles of walking each day. And as much as I love my nightly bedtime snacks, which, you know, are usually either popcorn or broccoli or sometimes nachos um, (laughs) with a glass of wine sometimes, I made sure my bedtime snacks were now at least 90 minutes before bed, which technically just made them kind of late evening snacks. Yeah, I like it. And did all of that help? Were you sleeping like a little baby Kristen? I actually was sleeping pretty well. Nice. I confess, I was sleeping pretty well, but that changes in week two. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a moment. First, let's take a quick break. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. 
Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Okay, Jalanta, we talked about our first week of living by the sleep revolution. Now let's talk about week two. Yes. So, ended week one, sleep deprived and running late despite my best efforts. And, of course, there's always all the stress and sadness about my dad that's been keeping me up all night. So, to start week two, I started with step four. Ah, yes. Trying some of those sleep hacks. That Mm -hmm. makes perfect sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and so I already do a lot of the tricks listed in the book. I list my tasks for the next day, every night before I go to bed, in my bullet journal. That's literally what it's for. Mm. But I was like, I'm going to amp it up a notch. Things are insane in my life right now. So I booked my very first ever acupuncture appointment. Ooh. Uh, and I'm going to go get it done. Sadly, I couldn't get in before the week ended. Oh, I'm so curious but about that. I've never done that before either. I've never either. done it. I hear great things, and I'm very excited to see if that will maybe help me in the long run, just sort of like unwind a little or be less yeah, it, it, yeah. high strung. Oh, yeah. You definitely tell me all about it. When oh, you're I will. I yes. want to know like where they put the needles. Uh, yeah, because they put it like different places for yeah. different things. So yeah, if it's like, I'm sleepy, can you help me here? Where do they put the, Do they put it by your eyes? I don't know. Oh, yeah. I'll report back. Yeah, report back. Okay. Um. Next, I hopped over to step seven to see if the dreams I had when I did get to sleep could help me deal with the sadness and stress about my dad. Got it. So how did that go? It was interesting. You know, I expected my dreams to all be like nightmares about my dad forgetting to pick me up at school or, you know, getting married to his new lady friend without ever telling me. But this was not the case. Here I am in bed with Frank, my dog, on a bright sunny morning in week two, telling him about my dream. Oh, I had the weirdest dream just now. What was it? Oh, thank you for asking. Um, I had this dream that Brad got a new phone from work, and he came home to show it to me, and it was in the same phone case I have. This My, like, astrology, I have a, a phone case that has, like, gold stars and moons and, like, astrological symbols on it. So he had the same phone case as me. I was like, oh, you copied my phone case. And Brad was like, no, I didn't. This is a case that came with the phone when Mark gave it to me. And I was like, that's impossible. Work doesn't just give you, like, the same astrology phone case that I bought online. And he's like, no, it's just the way it came. Like, I don't know why you think I copied you. And I got super mad at him. And what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. The fuck does phones have to do with anything? That's what I was thinking. Okay, so that has nothing to do with your dad. Yeah, yeah. Or, or does it? Well, does that, so I, mean, I thought about it some more throughout the day, and it did start making some sense, although I don't know if I'm forcing meaning into this or not. But, like, even though my dad's not in the dream, 
It was about someone important to me making me feel crazy about something random. Mm. Uh, and my dad definitely makes me feel crazy about random things and reactions I have that I think are perfectly normal all the time. Interesting. Very interesting. So I don't know if it helped alleviate any of the stress, but I guess I'm thinking about it. <laughs> and what did you do after that? So after dreaming about Brad, I started thinking about my actual bed that I share with Brad. And I got to step one, finally, which is deciding where to sleep and with whom. Yes. So I love sleeping alone. Normally, my bed has a sweaty dude in it and a very squirmy dog. And I love when they are gone and I have it all to myself. So did you kick them out of bed? Did you make them sleep on the sofa like I had Dean sleep on the sofa? Well, that was my plan. I was going to end my second week with this nice, restful, all-alone sleep. But then when bedtime came and I saw little Brad and little Frank, this happened. Hello, cuties. Can I go nanny? The book says I'm supposed to sleep alone, but I just want cuddies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd love to yeah. Mm. Mm. See, this makes me feel that, like this makes me enjoy sleeping more. Yeah. You know the book also says orgasms can help you sleep. I guess how wonderful for me. Uh, no, for me. Oh. <laughs> oh, you too. Good for you. Yeah, I was gonna fully. Record myself kicking them out of bed, but then I was like, I just want to be in it with them. And, you know, I've been so lonely lately, up at night, sort of pacing around, fuming about my dad and how he doesn't care. And I just wanted to feel loved and not alone more than I wanted to starfish in a bed. Mm. But while I was cuddling Brad, I woke up around 4 a.m., Kristen. Oh, yeah. oh, how did that go? Because that's part of the whole step five world where yes. we have two cycles of sleep. Sometimes mm -hmm. we wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah, so I was like, fine, body, you're awake. I'll stay awake, and I'm going to count my blessings. Like oh. it says to in the book, instead of counting all the things I'm now realizing are lies that my dad said over the past six months. And so really, I didn't count my blessings. I counted one blessing. Over and over again. Oh, what was that? It was Frank. Oh, that's sweet. You know, that's he already sweet. looks like a, a little lamb. Yeah, and some people count sheep before bed. Exactly. So I imagine this lush, beautiful green valley full of little Franks all lining <laughs> up to jump over a fence. Oh, that's so cute. And you know what? Before I knew it, my alarm was going off, and it was the morning, and all my Franks helped me fall back asleep. Whoa, Frank to the rescue. Yeah. Frank to the rescue. That is a really sweet ending to week Thank two. Thank you. I so, really love that. Yeah, you know, I don't know where shit stands with my dad, but at least a bunch of little Franks helped me get to sleep. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, it gave you the tools to not focus just on the pain and stress of your dad. Right. Yeah. You know? I was able to like compartmentalize enough to fucking sleep. Yes. Good. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank Good. you. How was your week too? Were there also many Franks in yours? All right. So as I was hinting at, week two, maybe the sleep did not go quite as well as in week one. And as a matter of fact, I had the opportunity to practice step four right off the bat. That ah, is the hacks. Yes, the sleep hacks. That's right. So 
You know those sleep hacks. Right. You can count francs. <laughs> you can meditate. You didn't meditate, did you? Oh, God. Hells no. Of okay. course I, I was meditate. like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> what did you do? I closed my eyes and I imagined myself drifting on that raft down the Mississippi. Uh, Ariana like, would be so proud. Yes, Ariana wants us to do that. But imagining myself on that raft actually got me to thinking about Huck Finn. Mm-hmm. And I love the first two-thirds of that book. But the final third is just this horrible situation where they just turn Jim into a clown. Yeah, it's just it a gets real, dark. It just gets very bad during the final third of the book. And I thought, why didn't they just put that on the cutting room floor? And then mm. I thought about cutting room floor. And that made me think of something we cut recently from an episode of our show. Mm. And then that led me to doing this. What's happened? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just writing down a note. And tomorrow I'll think I'm a genius. Or I'll think this is stupid. Or now your mind will roil with that idea and you won't sleep. It's supposed to get the idea out of my head. Oh, yeah. I got that idea out of my head. Yeah. And not only did I get it out of my head, but you and I are now including that idea in an upcoming live show. Yes. We're taking cut parts of our show, parts that are just like a little too crazy. And it's a really good idea. Who doesn't like a good outtake or yes. a good thing that Brad was like, no, no one can hear that. Things like, that were too racy, things that are too crazy, mm, things that are like— They're just too hot for headphones. They're too hot for headphones. And so that idea I wrote down before I went to bed— and I continued to do that several nights in a row. So it actually did help me fall asleep. Nice. What'd you do after that? Uh, unfortunately, I had to enlist step five. And that is not forcing yourself back to sleep if you wake up in the middle of the night. Exactly. And this actually happens to me more often than I'd like. It happens a lot. And usually when it does happen, I'll just start reading stuff on the internet. And uh, not stare screens, at my screen. though. The, the light is bad for you. It will make you awake. And I'll be mad at myself for not going back to sleep. And I'll say, body, go back to sleep. Go back right. to sleep. And then eventually, of course, the sun comes up and the birds are out and I'm still wide awake. But this time I said to myself, stay awake. Finish that Michelle Obama book you're loving so much. Stay awake, Kristen. Stay awake. Stay awake. What happened? Did you stay awake? Did you finish it? <laughs> you know what? It worked. Within 20 pages. I didn't even finish the 20th page I was reading, and then I was back to sleep. <gasps> you passed out. I totally passed out. It totally worked. It was great. Amazing. Yeah. So after that, I moved along to step six. Napping. Yes, that's right. And as a matter of fact, I didn't nap just once. I napped twice. What? Were you so cranky? <laughs> I was not. Uh. Oddly, I was not cranky. So Dean and I and some friends went away for a weekend during week two. Nice. And during that weekend, I was sitting in the back seat because we were driving around a lot in the country. Mm-hmm. And I allowed myself two naps about somewhere between 20 minutes and an hour in the back seat. I just put my earbuds in, put in a history podcast, let myself sleep for a little bit. And I have to say, I felt Totally refreshed and great. Nice. Dean was concerned I wouldn't sleep either night because he thinks naps are the devil. He does not believe in naps. Thank you, Dean. But he was very relieved, and I was very relieved because I slept through the night, both nights. Nice. You just need a little a little extra Z's. Yeah, just a little bit. Just like, you know, 20 to 45 minutes. That's all I really needed. Nice. So what did you do to end the second week? So I ended with step seven, focusing on my dreams, of course. Yes. Did you keep a journal? No, Jolenta, I did not keep a journal. Of course I did not keep a journal. What? <laughs> What's wrong with 
you? No, I've, dream journaling is just this far away from being into astrology to me. No, I didn't. I have a dream. Google Doc that's like all my dreams. <laughs> what are you? Tra- but but I did go into the step trying to tackle my nightmare. So, mm-hmm. Jolenta, as you know, I have pretty vivid nightmares, and I have ever since I was a little kid. And on top of that, I sometimes suffer from sleep paralysis. And that's Is that that where you can't move your body, but you're, oh my God, I've never had it, but I heard about it, and it scares me so much. Is it scary? It's horrible. It's just horrible. And in recent years, my way of dealing with nightmares has been the next day during daylight hours, I'll picture myself back in the nightmare again, but I'll do what I can to change the right. outcome. So, for example, if I had a nightmare the night before where I'm trapped in a hallway and every door I open has somebody with a chainsaw, I'll instead change the outcome of the dream where I look up and fly through the ceiling. What? And I'll keep changing the outcome while I'm awake so that the next night when I go to sleep, it gives me more power over my dreams. Mm-hmm. So that's helped me with a lot of my nightmare scenarios over the years. Nice. And did you just did you just keep doing that? Did you do something different? What did you do in week two with your dreams? So I would have kept doing it, but I actually did not have any nightmares in week one or most of week two. And hmm. frankly, I couldn't remember my last one anyway. So before bed, I just told myself that my dreams are there to help me generate ideas, as uh. Ariana says. So I couldn't reenact my dreams, but I could say to myself every night, my dreams are just there to help me generate ideas. And did that work? Did you have idea dreams? Well, rather than answer that, I'll play this audio diary of me and Dean discussing things. So, honey, since I've been living by this book, do you feel like I've been having a better relationship with my dreams? No, I don't think so at all. Just last night you were whimpering in your sleep, and I had to wake you up and tell you everything was going to be okay, and you said you wanted to go back to the dream because you had to finish being chased, and I told you to dream about beaches instead. Remember? Yeah, but that's pretty much at least once a month with me anyway, right? So or every week or so, mm-hmm. or maybe more than that. But well, it's been about the same. I don't think anything's got any better. Maybe we're doing it wrong. Hmm. Maybe we really do need to set that AC to like 12 degrees or whatever. (laughs) It didn't work. You had a bad dream. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought I wasn't having that many bad dreams, but Dean is in some ways more aware of me having bad dreams. You probably don't remember a lot of them. And I wake him up usually. Yeah. So he'll wake up because I'll be crying or yelling or something will be happening where I can't move and I'm trying to get out of a situation. So apparently I was still having as many dreams as ever. Aw, well, that's that's a lousy way to end week two just with, with more nightmares. Mm. It sounds like the book didn't really help in the end. You know what? I'm not going to say how much the book helped or hurt right now. Uh-huh. I feel like I should save that for the verdict, but it's not quite verdict time yet. It's right. time to take a break. But before the break, reminder, we love hearing from you, our listeners. It's true. Have you read The Sleep Revolution? Do you have sleep paralysis? How do you get to sleep when you have nightmares? Do you keep a spreadsheet of your dreams like Joanta does? It's just a Google Doc, not a spreadsheet. Regardless, email us at kristinandjolenta at gmail.com, or you can call us at 302-49-BOOKS. Okay, Jolenta, it's time to get down to business. Did the sleep revolution actually work? Would we recommend it? 
here's the thing. <laughs> this book helped me. Mm -hmm. This book helped me, as I said, sort of compartmentalize in the end and learn how to focus a little bit more on things that help me sleep and not just spiral endlessly at night by myself. But it it also assumes people have enough time and resources to experiment with how they sleep, which is hard when your life is busy or you have children that wake you up in the middle of the night or your dad's fucking with your psyche. Like, it helped, but sleep hacks can't bypass the sort of bigger shit that gets in the way of sleep. Mm. Whether it's the way we set up our school systems that, like, don't operate at optimum times for learning and we force our kids to get up early, or the way we value work over family life and sleeping and, and taking care of ourselves, or just the fact that no matter of getting the right temperature or having a good nap is going to make it so my dad isn't making decisions that bulldoze parts of my life. It just, it felt hollow at a time when I actually really needed some help. So I just feel sort of let down. Mm, yeah. I wanted it to be like a, a cozy sort of snuggy or slanket of advice, but instead <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> but what about you, Kristen? What's your verdict? Is your sleep revolutionized? All right. First of all, I'm just going to reiterate something I said earlier. This book was a slog to get through. A lot of the research yeah. is tenuous at best. And can we just talk for a second about Ariana showing the correlation between things like Alzheimer's and anyone who's ever had a bad night's sleep? Because that means everybody's going to get Alzheimer's mm -hmm. if it's anyone with a bad night's sleep. Or her correlation between she has a bad dream and that means that she was going to miscarry. Like, that, that is, was a lot. That is just I tried nonsense. not to judge, but it was hard. That's just nonsense. And all of our pregnant listeners out there, anyone who's ever just had don't a think kid, about this. just like ignore that part. Bad dreams and stress dreams are very common in people who are pregnant. Mm -hmm. It's just nonsense. So ignore that part of the book. All that being said, I did sleep pretty well while living by this book. It was mm -hmm. nice to keep the bed when Dean came home tipsy. It was super productive to write down ideas at night. I did that several nights, actually. And when I found myself wide awake at night, it was nice that I actually had a way to deal with it that actually worked for me yeah. where I did end up going back to sleep. But I do have to say, all the useful parts of this book could have just been summed up in a pamphlet. And Ariana even did that. She teamed up with a bunch of hotels which feature her short list of sleep hacks oh my gosh, in their rooms. And that's not her only product tie-in. Did you read the final 50 pages of the book? No. The final 50 pages? <laughs> No, that's because the final 50 pages of the book yeah. are essentially lists of mattress brands and hotels. It's just all shit and she other likes. products that she partnered with. And if you're reading the ebook version of it and you touch it's any links. of those, it's links. there are yeah. hyperlinks where she gets money every time we touch. The, like, it's so insane. So this is just a sleep MLM. <laughs> oh. Oh, now I like the book. <laughs> oh, what a sneaky pyramid scheme, Ariana. It just... To me, it took any legitimacy she was trying to build into this it's whole a, it's book. It's disappointing. And then turned it into just a commercialized joke mm -hmm. to me. And so, it's like, we've yeah. seen better versions of this model. Like, Dan Harris, I think, has a really good model for, like, go to this one app I also made that has the same name. But when it's like, here's all of my partnerships, like, it's a bit much. Yeah. It's just, so even if the book had legitimate points, I just felt like she threw it all down the toilet in the end by just saying, look at all these product tie-ins mm -hmm. I've created partnerships with. It just, it it really bugged me. Even though, yes, I'll concede, I did sleep better during this book. So I think we both agree in giving this book like a solid meh. 
If you've never heard of sleep before, give it a read. There's lots of things <laughs> the rest of us have heard about. <laughs> That's it for this episode of By the Book. Huge thanks to our fabulous production team at Stitcher, Nora Ritchie, who is always fresh-faced and well-rested, Casey Holford, who is sleeping in a slanket right now in the control room as I speak. Thanks also to Nate Wida, who composed our theme song and also sings some sick lullabies. Oh, yeah. And of course, thanks to the Rizzos, who perform our theme song. And Kristen likes to imagine them jumping over a fence at night. Oh, I sure do. Please stay in touch. Let us know if you read The Sleep Revolution. Share your stories with us about lucid dreaming, about nightmares, about insomnia, about your bedtime rituals, what you wear to bed at night, whether or not you sleep with others. Do you sleep with children? Do you sleep with a spouse? Do you sleep with a bunch of pets? Let us know. Our email address is kristenandjalenta at gmail.com. You can always tweet at us at Jalenta G at Kristen Meinzer or at By the Book Pod. And now don't forget, leave us a voicemail. Send us your questions and comments via your sound. You can leave us a message at 302-49-BOOKS. Also, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or in Stitcher. It helps other people to find the show. And if you have not already, tell a friend about the show. Tell the person in bed with you right now about the show. Mm-hmm. Until next time, I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. This is the sound of Dean snoring. Dean has recorded tape of me snoring. I snore even louder than this, but that tape has been destroyed. Stitcher. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.